I remember in university, there was this guy that always used to ride around on the unicycle. Oh, that's so obnoxious. You're just and asking somebody to ask you about the unicycle. Yeah, he did it like all the time. And I just thought it was so hard. I think, I don't know why, I feel like at one point I may have tried to unicycle and it didn't work out. I don't know if it was on his unicycle or like, I don't really remember, but I like vaguely remember you rode trying his to unicycle. unicycle. <laughs> no. Feels like a euphemism. <laughs> No. I wonder no. if the unicycle guy ever picks up. Like that, that can't be a successful <laughs> strategy, you know? No, he for sure does not. Do unicycle do unicycle riders pick up? That's a very good question. I don't know. How would you get back to his house? You'd have to walk. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You found us. You love romantic comedies. You're with friends. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Say, Say Anything. Anything. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, please throw us a follow, subscribe. If you want to reach out about anything that you hear on this podcast, you want to become a part of the RCR fam, so many of these conversations that we have on this podcast carry on on our Instagram account, at Romcom Rewind. In fact, a conversation that keeps on coming up, Karen on our Instagram DM'd us just the other day to make sure that I, Devin, was aware that Kevin Bacon is on the cover of this week's People magazine. Good God. Or really, it might have been last week. I, I'm not sure. But I mean, oh, man. This, this made your day. <laughs> it really did. It made my day just because it continues an argument that we've had many times in the podcast. <laughs> Steve Carell or Kevin Bacon, David Lindhagen yeah. in Crazy Stupid Love versus Cal yes. in Crazy Stupid. Yeah. Yes, I remember the characters because this is important. You go David Lindhagen all day, every day. No, Steve Carell's Cal. a very charming man. Steve but- Carell is... He has aged very nicely. Kevin so Bacon. Has Kevin Bacon. No, I don't know. I mean, there are some people in your corner on this. Yeah. But I beg to differ. Say any, if you want to comment on the Kevin Bacon versus Steve Crow <laughs> thing, feel free on our Instagram. Say anything is a 1989 romantic comedy. It's a cult classic. Directed by Cameron Crowe. You know Cameron uh, from directing Jerry Maguire, which we should put on our list, actually. It is on our list. Oh, Elizabeth Town, <laughs> which I also love. Almost Famous. Fantastic. Aloha. This is the story of Lloyd Dobler, played by John Cusack. Lloyd is your classic, like, noble, nice guy, maybe a slight underachiever, doesn't know what he wants in life, senior in high school. And now as we approach graduation, Lloyd falls for the class valedictorian Diane Court, played by Ioni Skye. Diane has been singularly focused on her post-secondary education life, summer classes, preliminary university courses. She eventually applies for a fellowship in London, and she wins. All of this is kind of spurred on by her father, Jim, played by John Mahoney. Uh, But Diane's life kind of turns upside down as she meets Lloyd learns perhaps that life isn't all about test scores and plans and goals, and and perhaps they both find a little bit of love along the way. What are your thoughts on Say Anything? I'm going to take out Diane Court. Diane Court doesn't go out. She's a brain trapped in the body of a game show hostess. We don't want to see you get hurt. I want to get hurt. Diane Court. Hi. Lloyd Dobler, sir. I'm an athlete, so I rarely drink. Kickboxing. Have heard of kickboxing? Sport of the future? I can see by your face, no. My point is you can relax because your daughter will be safe with me for the next seven to eight hours, sir. This is such a typical 80s movie. Oh, this is the pinnacle of 80s. Yeah, because like not a lot happens, but a lot <laughs> happens all at the same time, you know? Yes. Um, lots of good dialogue. The actors are great. And I think what's cool to rewatch these movies now is that... These actors and actresses are just starting out in their careers at this point. They've done a few things here and there, and, and they go on to do a few things after, uh, right after. But then you see this career momentum um, happen for all these actors. And it's really cool to see it now when you're watching it. You're like, oh, my gosh, you know, what a career that they've had. What a, what 
a fantastic, cool way to, to see them when they first started out and see them now when, when they're acting in different things. I think that's really cool about watching, rewatching, I guess, these cool rom-coms. Um, it, it, it was a fun movie, lighthearted, very ro- teen rom-com, a very big teen rom-com, I think. Um, had some iconic lines and oh. scenes in it that we still, and people still reference today. It was a really fun watch. I, okay, I, I totally agree with you. I I really do get the cult classic appeal of this film because it just gives you the warm and fuzzies. It's a very simple, timeless romance. Uh, this film could drop today, change a few things, but it would still work. I also agree with you, the comment about like, this movie's about nothing, but it's also about everything. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I thought about it. I'm like, the main conflict in the story, like, listen, all, all stories need conflict. That's life. But a lot of rom-coms get into the whole, like, there's a character flaw that needs to be addressed in mm. one of the one of your main characters and that's the conflict in the story this one was not that the conflict in the story was time it's that she's going off to london and i loved that they made it that way because neither of the characters really had any of these flaws that i'm like uh i love lloyd but yes or i love diane but yeah they're just they're just good they're just good characters they didn't have to undergo a makeover in order to to be with that person exactly and sometimes those are satisfying stories Mm -hmm. but also sometimes i just want i just want young love yes that's all i want it's just nice pleasing young love and here i am love me yeah and they do and they love each other and like she wants to so they break up but it's only because she's she needs to leave and her father's in her ear but like they spoiler just, alert. Spoiler alert. But they just love each other. I, I really like that we didn't need this huge character arc. It's just it's just love. Yeah. That's I what agree. this this podcast's all about. So let's dive in. So the movie starts out, it's graduation day, and Diane is giving her valedictorian speech. And the best part is the parents with the camcorders. Oh like my I god. I died. This is hilarious. I mean, this is a time when you couldn't take cell phones with you because they were one, two, they were the same size as the camcorders at this point. I don't even know if they like, you know, could go without a wire. So yeah, camcorders, you got to capture everything. You had to do it. Did your family specifically, it's always the dad. Did your dad have one of those stupid big, like, like it looks like it's from the Jerry Springer show style. Yes. Like it's yeah. way too big. <laughs> no, no, we actually never owned a camcorder. Okay, we yeah, had we one had... for a while, but I don't know what happened to any of those tapes. Oh yeah, you got to keep those. I love rewatching old family ones. Like some of my aunts had them, and um, we we look back and we watch some of them, and they're they're pretty funny. Cameras were also such a novelty back then. Like if somebody was taking a video of you, you're like, oh my god, oh what? what? Yeah. what I... <laughs> now it's like, oh, are we doing? Is this a TikTok or Instagram? <laughs> story story okay boomerang okay got all right i got something for that too you know it's it's a lot more routine now yeah so diane gets a car for her gift um and at the same time lloyd is like oh my gosh i want a picture with her i'm obsessed with this girl i really like her i'm now in love with her so he like walks by her and it is the worst photo because lloyd dobler in this scene was like you saw this girl once yeah it was kind of like um bigfoot kind of walking in the background you know how like <laughs> probably a little blurry yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly a little blurry you know <laughs> yeah that's the nice thing about not film like not having a camera with film is that you can change it you can just take the picture again you can take like hundreds of photos in like one click of a button whereas like film like that's the that's the bigfoot photo that you have like forever that's it. You had one shot with Diane Court to take a photo. I had a coworker who was convinced that photography was slowly dying because we have these amazing cameras all on our phones and everybody everybody likes to be like an amateur photographer. They're mm. like, oh, I, I, I could do that, you know, because you can take a million photos and hope that one works out. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of true. It's a little true. I mean, true. I don't think it's like, I would like to think that the art of it is not dying, that like there's still be, that there will still be cameras around. And I think like there's a resurgence of like wanting like film cameras. We get to meet Lloyd's sister, um, who is... Joan Cusack. Yes, his real sister real sister <laughs> and his his sister in the movie yes yeah so his sister in the movie constance um also has a little son who uh, gets along really well with uh lloyd and um she apologizes because nobody was there for his graduation because his family is in uh germany for because they they are in the army and he just has a sister and she was at work lloyd ends up calling her house 
her dad answers and he leaves a message with him saying how, you know, oh, she's so great. Don't you think? And it's like, yeah, man, like she's my daughter. Of course I think she's great. Uh, but before that, uh, her dad, so Diane's dad asks, is this the guy in the Mustang? Is this the guy in the Datsun? Is this the guy in the truck? Because clearly there's people courting she gets Diane. A lot of- Get it? Diane court. Courting wow. Diane. Oh. I was waiting for that one. A lot of gentlemen callers. That's a great joke, Sarah. Thank Thank you you for the dad joke. Thank you. You're welcome. Get it? Because it was a dad doing it too. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) You're really planting your flag in the... Yeah, you're welcome. Um, We also find out shortly after that uh, Diane gets a fellowship to study in England and she even puts it in the newspaper and that's when Lloyd calls, uh, or no, sorry, when Diane calls Lloyd back... Lloyd talks about it and says, I saw it in the newspaper. I saw you got a fellowship and you're going to England. Lloyd is the definition of word vomit. He just, anything that pops into his head, he just regurgitates (laughs) it into the world. Um, Too awkward effect, but it's, but it's a very lovable awkward. It is. It is. And I I remember thinking, why is this movie called say anything? You do. Oh my God. You do know. Is it because he says anything? I mean, I would like to very much so think that it it is because of that. Oh, great catch, Sarah. (laughs) Because he literally says anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when Diane um, calls Lloyd back, she doesn't really remember who he is, but he asks her out anyway. And she says, oh, I can't. And then he just keeps on saying, like, you know, convincing her. And finally, he's, she says, OK, you know what? I'm going to do it. She looks him up in their yearbook and he she looks so disappointed. She's like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah. So Lloyd gets to their house to pick her up and they're going to a graduation party that this guy who's already graduated always throws for the graduation class. So he picks her up in an awesome trench coat, the trench coat, and he makes her dad, you know, feel okay by saying, oh, you know, I'm a kickboxer. I'm really liking kickboxing and, you know, it's a future sport and I, you know, it's, it's really cool sport and, you know, don't worry, she's safe with me. And he's like, okay, like, cool, whatever. And you're like, okay, like this is a good, what a good first impression he's made on the dad. Uh, Trying to make, he, there's effort being put in. Right. So Diane and Lloyd get to the party and everybody knows Lloyd. Hey, Lloyd, what's up, Lloyd? How's it going, Lloyd? And you well, can, he's the key master. We, he becomes the key master. But it sounds like he's been the key master before. <laughs> yeah, I think Like so. this is just his role at the party. Like, oh, okay, we're going to give you the bag of keys. You got to make sure everybody gets home safe. He's extremely responsible. Yes, which once again is endearing. It is. It's a little dorky. Totally. But he is still liked at the party. Like, oh, Lloyd's oh, yeah. here. And you do begin to see that nobody really knows who Diane is because she's been so preoccupied with, you know, her next steps in life after high school that nobody really knows her because she's never been a social person. She's always been an academic, uh, an academically driven person, and she's really done nothing with anybody else in her class. Yeah. So everyone wants to know how and why she went with Lloyd Dobler to this party. She says, oh, you know what? He made me laugh, which I think is so cute. Like, gosh, if things were just that simple now, right? You made me laugh. Are they not? I mean, I think so. But like, I feel like online dating is such like a, like, it's so tedious. Like there's ghosting now and like all those things. What else is there now? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, how much do you know? I don't really know. Okay. (laughs) I'm just taking a wild guess. <laughs> you got ghosting. Yeah, I got ghosting. <laughs> we should play a game where you try to guess what is. Ri- I'll, I'll, we'll do oh, two God. truths and a lie with new dating terms. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. really fun. Yeah. Let's do that like, in a pod. Yeah. yeah I like next. It. Well, you know what? Actually, oh my God. I really want to watch. This is totally a fun tangent. I know exactly where we're going to do it. Uh, ghosted. <laughs> Chris oh, Evans. For the movie. Anna Darmus. Love it. Coming out on Apple TV Plus yes. in April. It's also on my rom-com, rom-com, it's on my rom-com Rewind Fantasy team, so I want to watch it anyway. Yeah, no, let's do it. Okay. We also meet at this party, Lloyd's friend, Corey, who has written 65 songs about her ex-boyfriend, Joe. Yeah, Joe, who off the top of the movie actually sings at the beginning of their high school graduation, which- right. It was so poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was poor. Everybody was like, yeah, Joe. I'm like this, this kind of sucks. Um, do you this have any best and worst like high school talent show moments even? You know, when I was never in um, our talent shows. Uh, but like, do you remember? I wasn't. Do you remember watching? I know. That's how unmemorable they okay. were. 
Not a very talented school. Sorry, that's how unforgettable they were. You have a very untalented school. No, I think we... Uh, (laughs) Some people have gone on to actually like be musicians, but I just don't really remember them. That's so funny Mm because I think I've got you beaten that. Okay. Listen, Sarah, your high school... Oh, I think you do. Your high school is famous for... NHL hockey player, Marcus Foligno. Sure, yeah. Was a grade yes, yes. younger than you? Yeah, yep. Uh, our school, like, there's a guy who was, like, in our talent show. He played <laughs> guitar very well. Yeah. He got picked up by a random Scandinavian metal band. <laughs> <laughs> They're a progressive metal band. Look up Soen, S-O-E-N. Oh, and I th- here's the thing. This guy, his name's Cody Ford. He was always just an extremely likable guy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he would be in our talent shows and he would just like shred guitar. But it's also, I think, because he has blue eyes. Yeah. A really nicely quaffed, quaffed beard, beard. And long hair. <laughs> Kid looks Scandinavian, so I think this metal band was oh like, you look God. like one of us. I just can't. come on in. <laughs> so that that would be one of my memorable moments that like okay. this random kid who is in our talent shows is now like it's a band that's been on for a long time and they had to pick up a new member. So they're like, how about, Amazing. How about this kid over here? Boom. Done. He's made now. I think he's probably doing extremely well for himself. Wow, good for him. Good for him. Honestly, lovely guy too. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. I remember in university there was this guy that always used to ride around on a unicycle. Oh, that's so obnoxious. You're just and asking somebody to ask you about the unicycle. Yeah, he did it like all the time. And I just thought it was so hard. I think I don't know why. I feel like at one point I may have tried to unicycle and it didn't work out. I don't know if it was on his unicycle or like, I don't really remember, but I like vaguely remember. You rode trying his to unicycle? <laughs> no. Feels like a euphemism. <laughs> no. I wonder no. if the unicycle guy ever picks up. Like that, that can't be a successful <laughs> strategy, wonder. you know? No, he for sure does not. Do unicycle, do unicycle riders pick up? That's a very good question. I don't know. How would you get back to his house? You'd have to walk. <laughs> yes oh god yes you're right like you you have to walk (laughs) there's no way he could take you back because he's got to use those arms for balance (laughs) shit that's really good oh man let's get back to the movie we went off on a wild tangent sorry yes yes okay so 65 songs about joe (laughs) yes then he says, he tells her, he kind of corners her in the party and says, I want to get back together. And he says, Mimi, his current girlfriend, is going to college. So he's going to be alone. So he wants to break up with her before she leaves so that she can he, he can get back together with Corey. And then he says, have sex with me. She says, no, goodbye, Joe. And she like runs off crying. That's like her big scene in this movie. Yeah. She's well, very angsty. She's very angry, very angsty, very yeah. just playing guitar and hating <laughs> joe but loving joe but but still oh yeah hating hating him, him. yeah so when driving home the next day so this like this party has like lasted the entire night into the next day and on the way home because lloyd is the key master he has to drive home the stragglers and we have this guy who's stuck in a bathroom who's you know just hurling out into the toilet he's got to drive him home do you ever watch a film and there's somebody in the film with a name like first and last name that you know in your personal life? No. That guy yeah. used to be my former boss. Really? His name, you know what? I'll say his name. His name was Mike Cameron. <laughs> oh, I'm yes, like, that's Holy right. Shit, that's yes. weird. Yes. My boss was Mike Cameron. Oh, God. Feels odd. I, I like sent the video of it to all my old coworkers to be like, look, there's a Mike Cameron in this movie. That's anyway. amazing. So they're driving home and the conversation of the yearbook comes up. Mm -hmm. It's senior year. Everybody's right. I mean, every year people write stuff, but senior year, that's the most important. And Lloyd asks Diane, like, what are people writing yours? And she comments like, I feel like people don't actually know me. And he says something like, well, it's better than what people wrote in mine, which was like, hey, see you around, (laughs) dot, 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 maybe. (laughs) Very random. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so okay i have my yearbook here because i you, i have one of my yearbooks here yes like physically in the room oh my god physically she's pulling up in a yearbook. the room i went into the storage place and looked okay don't do anything with it sarah okay hand it to me all right okay i don't want you 
I don't want you creating a narrative around <laughs> what we're going to see in here. All right. Oh, God. Okay. RCR fam. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to dive right to the back and we're going to go right to, I'm just going to start picking out. So here's what pe- yeah, people have said in my yearbook that year. Holy shit. Some of these are good. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm my God. All okay. right. This person says, I'm not going to say names, but this person yeah. says, uh, keep in mind, this is mid 2000s. <laughs> hey, sexy. I'm going to miss you so much. <laughs> I remember when I first met you, I thought you were the biggest you know what. Great. <laughs> like, who says that? Great opportunity to just really hash some shit yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. Your yearbook. No, I can't reply. Yeah. <laughs> you have no rebuttal. This, no. this is written. Yes. <laughs> oh, this person says, uh, I know you did too, but we're cool now. Cool with a K. <laughs> And oh thanks God. for being there for me and offering me to like with, uh, I can't read that, <laughs> LOL. Uh, this person says, call me sometime. Oh, and and add me, killer underscore gamer. That's their gamer tag, I'm assuming? That's No. No, it would have been their MSN, I think. Oh, shit, that's MSN. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God, I'm assuming that would have been. No, I guess MSN. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, MSN. For sure, that was MSN. Yeah, 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 for sure. We got to keep going. Okay. What? Oh, this <laughs> oh, one's God. good. Oh, I know this one's good. Hey, Sarah. You are a beautiful, funny person. You rock my socks. Socks spelt with an O and an X. Yes. That's how you know it's the mid-2000s. Yeah, definitely. Lol. Well, we had our fun times, like our science project. Lol. Sorry you wrote the lab by yourself. taking this opportunity to acknowledge like I was a shitty lab partner. <laughs> no kidding. I don't even remember who that is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Have a great summer. This person says, Oh my God. Uh, okay. Let's I'm do two cry. more. Let's do two more. Okay. Uh, Sarah, my love, we kick asshole me and you, babe. Okay. They, they missed some grammar here. We, we kick asshole you and me, babe. Uh, <laughs> you better have a good summer. Wow. Very authoritarian. And if you ever need me, you know where to find me. And remember, dot, 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 dot. I know where you live. He, <laughs> he. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! That's oh, oh that's that's a, a girl who wrote this. Oh my God! Oh, and they t- say uh, "je t'aime" a lot, Sarah. <laughs> that's how you know somebody's trying to be spicy. I in, in, from that I know. Well, I know it's somebody from French, from French class. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let me let me find another good one. Hold on. <laughs> oh, did these I do, are so yeah, funny? Oh my one. God! I like the random. Okay. Okay. A few observations, really quick. Yes. I hate the people. I used to hate the people who would take up an obnoxious amount of space. Right. Like, dude, you don't deserve a three quarters of it. There's like four pages for people to write on. And you took up three quarters of yeah. a page of one. Also, it really does hit home that like um, we wrote phone numbers. Yes, we did. And we remembered phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Everybody here is like, call me I and know. here's the phone number. I forgot that they even wrote those in there. That's true. This person says, uh, hey, babe, how are you? They answer their own question. Don't worry. I'm good. Dot, dot, dot. Well, what can I say? We had an awesome semester. I think you'll agree. I hope you have fun this summer. We definitely, spelled incorrectly, got a hangout because it doesn't look like I'm coming back next year. What? 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 This is the opportunity they take to be like, I'm leaving. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> shit is right like what revelations come out in these um it doesn't look like i'm coming out next year oh they added a little un- uh, like a unsmiley face to really like we're sad about yeah this. definitely well give me a call sometime to hang out then they leave their phone number <laughs> oh and then at the end they say p.s you meant a lot to me <laughs> Oh, oh shit. My God. That person is deep, shooting their deep. shots. Yeah, clearly. Do you remember who that oh is? God. No, I wow. don't. Wow. <laughs> I have no did idea. No, it did not. You know what? They left the next year, so it doesn't matter oh anyway, God. does my it? My cheeks hurt from laughing. You know what? I'm going to put this down for a sec. Let's yeah. keep on going on the pod, but I might revisit this later. Okay, I don't know. okay. Those were good. Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great year. Sarah's a shitty lab partner. Anyway, call me sometime. Like, what? What is happening in these? Why oh were we God. like this? 
I don't know. Oh, God. And the, the revelations, like, you know, we hated each other, but now yeah, I think we yeah. like each other. Like, you didn't really need to bring that up, did you? It's like when Hillary Duff signed, or like Lizzie McGuire signed all those yearbooks by saying, stay gruel, great and cool. No. God, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The person who wrote cool with a K, like, <laughs> shut up. Yes, I'm you surprised rock- it wasn't K-E-W-L. Yeah, it could have been that too. <laughs> yeah. Or the, um, you rock my socks, mm. S-O-X. Why do we do that? I know. So Diane asks Lloyd what he's doing for the rest of the summer now that school's out. And he says, So it's your job this summer. Job? Being a great day. No, I'm serious. So am I. I want to see you again. I want to see you as much as I can before you leave. Set it. I only have something like 16 weeks. 16 weeks is a long time. Which is like, I don't know, is that creepy? I like I think it comes across adorable, but it is still like he walks the line of being dorky yeah. and being totally like he's very endearing. He's got a little bit of charisma, though. Like that's a very he does. It's a very confident thing to say. It's, so he very much walks the line of like dorky, confident, endearing I, and creepy. It's a little <laughs> bit smothering, like a little bit like what are your plans for the summer? Hanging out with you. Probably like, hanging that, out with that's you. That's a lot of pressure for somebody. But he says it very nonchalantly all oh, the time. He's he very does. like, oh, you know, I was thinking I'd hang out with you. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it disarms true. you a little bit. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Um, so the next day uh, they, they do hang out again and it's a date and it's a family dinner. Okay. There are, these are the people at the dinner. So Diane's accountant, well, Diane's father, Diane, Diane's father's accountant and two people who work at the nursing home with him. At dinner, Diane's dad and Diane, they tell a story about how Diane was supposed to go on a flight and ended up being asked to or escorted off the plane because she was afraid of flying and ended up screaming. And then somebody from a recording studio was on the plane and ended up wanting to record her scream. And so now in TV commercials, her scream is used. Question Mm. for you, Sarah. Okay. Yes. Diane is afraid of flights. Yeah. It's a fairly common fear, we assume. I would think so. I have for you the top 10 statistically. Top 10. Okay. Most common fears in the world that people have. And you listening can play along. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you can guess any number of them. Fire away. So we have flights. Uh, That is on the list. Aerophobia. Yeah. Spiders. Uh, Yes. Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Uh, Snakes. Yes. (laughs) Should you stop saying them now? Half the game is going to be you making fun of me trying to pronounce this. Those Mm. two were easy. Ophidiophobia? Yeah. It's snakes. Okay. Uh, The next one, public speaking? Uh, No. Okay. No, not on the list. All right. Uh, Driving? No, not on the list. Okay. Um, I feel like you're missing some easy ones. Am I? Extremely. Oh, God. Sleep? Oh, Sarah. No? Like, afraid of- I feel like I was on a roll. Sorry, sorry. What Describe the fear that you're trying to explain. You can't have a fear of sleep. Like, well, people are afraid to fall, to sleep, I don't fall know. asleep. Do, do you think that that's a fear? Like, oh, no, I'm going to fall asleep again. <laughs> I feel like so. <laughs> Is there a movie about that that you can't fall asleep? <laughs> Oh, God. I feel like that's a movie. You think people are afraid of falling asleep? Okay, anyway, okay, moving right. on. I thought, at first I thought you meant a fear of a lack of sleep or something. A fear of a lack of sleep. That's what I meant. Still no. Okay. Well, is that any better anyway? Um, no, it is a little better. Oh, a fear of dogs? Yes, that is on the list. Sinophobia. Okay. A uh, fear of water. Like swimming, like no. being in water. Oh, no, wow. Okay. Not on the list. A uh, fear of drowning? No. Okay. <laughs> fear of heights yes uh acrophobia okay, is on the list okay um uh, i'll give you two more guesses and then oh my I'll gosh start. how many have i how many have i gotten uh you've gotten five so there's oh, still okay. five left oh goodness okay yeah here dish it out all right astrophobia is the fear of thunder and lightning oh okay dogs i feel like dogs are really afraid of that something your best friend devin is afraid of uh, <laughs> fear of injections or needles. Oh yes, I don't like those either. Trypanophobia. 
that's on the list. You are close. There are, like, they described social phobias okay. in terms of just a fear of social interactions. All right. Not public speaking mm. necessarily, but that's on the list. Uh, agoraphobia, which is a fear of places that are difficult to escape, uh, sometimes crowded or open oh, spaces. Oh, yes. So, um... Not sleep. No, I know, but... <laughs> what are you getting oh at Oh, my here? God. I can't think of the word... Uh, claustrophobic. Yeah, I think it's similar. I couldn't yeah. think of the word, and I kept coming back to constipation. <laughs> I am so afraid of my poops right now. <laughs> like what? <laughs> or not pooping? Yeah. Anyway, exactly. um, no uh, claustrophobia. Yes, that's that's the word I was searching for. And the last one is mysophobia, which is an intense fear of germs, dirt, and other. Oh, contaminants. that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of that one. Mm-hmm. We know. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Rude. Sleep. Yeah. Okay. Sleep constipation. What's on your mind right now, Sarah? I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh gosh. So the Diane's fear is on the list. It's fairly common if you are afraid of flights as well. So also at the dinner, um, Diane's dad asks Lloyd, like, what are your plans now that you're done high school? Um, so what I've been doing lately is kickboxing, which is a uh, new sport, but I think it's got a good future. Yeah, kickboxing, kickboxing seems to be an upcoming sport. <laughs> he goes back to the whole <laughs> kickboxing and then Diane. <laughs> which is, like He's really hanging his hat, putting all those eggs in one basket of Diane and kickboxing. It, you know what? It reminds me of the Princess Bride, just in that, like, I think... Lloyd's character is so dorky sometimes that occasionally I'm like, did they even think hard about this? And then I think sometimes yeah. maybe they thought really hard about it <laughs> because he kind of ends up coming coming off perfect, even though he's dorky and he has weird ha- hobbies. I yeah. still love him. You know, maybe yes. he's just an extremely well-written character. I don't know. You know what? It's funny because I'm, I'm going to say it in quick facts, but... Th- the character of Lloyd is actually based off of, um, is it the director? Cameron Crowe? Yes. I think it's the director's neighbor oh. who moved into the neighborhood <laughs> and kept on knocking on his door and telling him about kickboxing. Oh my God. Hilarious. And he's like, hi, I'm, oh my gosh, Lowell, Lowell, I think his name is. Anyway, I'm Lowell, blah, blah, blah. And I, I like kickboxing. And did you know that kickboxing is an up and coming sport and it's going to be the future? Blah, blah, blah. Like, Legit, this is what the character of Lloyd was based off of. So this man exists. Yes. Love it. Love it even more. So during dinner, two people from the IRS come to the the home and tell Jim that he is under investigation for um, tax fraud, tax evasion, tax evasion, I'm assuming. Jim Diane's dad. Yes. Uh, for the years of 1982 to 1986. And so he kind of like shoos them away and says like, I am at, like, come to my place of work. Why are you coming at dinner like really though i do have some questions why it's like after five go home and go eat yeah strange like and do like you guys go not to have place families like, i don't yeah. i mean i don't know how the irs works maybe they do come to your home but like seems kind of strange it though. does yeah up, yeah lloyd calls diane to make plans of course and diane says why don't you stop in at work and um he doesn't really want to because he's he's i don't know if he's afraid of people who are older once again such a funny little quirk to his character (laughs) i think like yeah you know what i'm gonna double down i think lloyd is just so well written he just has these little quirks he is very quirky little isms Mm -hmm. you know that i think are really cute (laughs) yeah so he does go to visit her at work and uh plays the movie cocoon for the older people in the home yeah yeah she works at a like a retirement home, home yeah which her dad Jim manages. Yes, yes. And then in the car, Diane tells Lloyd that she can't have any social life right now and that they're friends. And he says, well, friends with potential, right? And she goes, yeah, okay, friends with potential. And this is where Lloyd teaches her how to do, uh, how to drive stick shift. Driving stick, something that is, I feel, lost to the world. Do you know how to drive stick? No, I don't know how to drive stick. Okay, I learned once, my, my cousin taught me I have never purchased a vehicle that is standard, so I've never, like, I haven't practiced it often. Is it one of those skills that's just going away? Is anybody learning how to drive stick anymore? I feel like it's a good thing to know because, so, when I was, when I traveled to Iceland, um, my friend and I, we landed and we went to get a rental car for the week, and we walked in and they only had standard. (laughs) 
they're like, oh yeah, sorry, like all like all the other cars are gone. Like, shit, how did you drive that? And we're like, we literally can't drive the car. Neither one of us knew how to drive stick. Like we no. didn't know. So we had to wait an extra hour, I think, until another car came back. And then we got that one. But I think we were supposed to get a bigger car. We ended up with a um a Volkswagen Golf. Okay. <laughs> Hatch, all right. Hatchback. It was cute. It was oh, good. It got hatchback. us back. You're driving it, around we, Iceland. That's it, perfect. It worked out perfectly. It was really good. It was automatic. Thank God. But yeah, like we almost had to drive stick and we wouldn't have been able to leave the airport because we literally couldn't drive it. So it is, I think a good thing to know at least how to drive. Like you may not do it every day um, or own a vehicle, but I think it's a good skill to have. So Sarah thinks it's a good skill to have. She had a life experience yes. that was detrimental because she did not have this skill. Mm-hmm. Have you since learned how to drive no. stick? No. So it doesn't matter. I know. Guys. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I love how you're appealing to the audience. Like you really need to learn. Listen to my experience. I, I know. Did I do it? No. I didn't fix it. (laughs) Could I be in that situation again? Yeah, I might be. (laughs) Maybe in a foreign country? Sure. Why not? Throw that in there. (laughs) Oh, my God. You you remind me of, um, okay, so like maybe like nine months ago, I was playing golf and I whacked my eye with like a tree branch because I was looking for my golf ball. Mm. And like, I thought like there was something stuck in my eye for like over 24 hours. Eventually I flushed it out. It was gone. But like my eye hurt for a good like six months after to the point where Sarah finally convinced me like you should call somebody about that. You should call an optometrist. Yeah. On the phone with those people though, they're like, okay, so you sustained an injury. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, all right. Um, how long ago was that? I'm like, yeah, like nine months ago. And they're like, okay, so you're just calling us now. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, so you've seeked medical attention. Like, no. And they're like, okay, so you have done nothing <laughs> to fix this problem with your health in the last nine months. And I'm like, you are correct. Yep. That's uh, And then it's funny. I'm like, yeah, I'm a guy. I'm kind of like that. And the woman's like, oh, I'm married. She said it like matter of fact. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't the roast of Devin. I, I mean, just want an appointment, lady. Better late like, than never, right? <laughs> yeah, come like, on. Really? Better late than She's never. giving me the gears on the phone. Reminds me of that. So Diane gets home after being out all night with Lloyd. After they'd been in the car making out and doing the dirty. We got some sloppy 80s makeouts there. Yeah, that was so 80s in the car at like a makeout spot. Like sometimes in movies now you just get like a little kid. Like Jonah Hill and uh, Lauren London, they didn't even kiss in You People. Did you know that? They CGI'd it together, guys. Yeah, (laughs) that came out after we had done the episode. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But this was was full on like (laughs) tongues in mouths. Yeah. So... Her dad, though, when she gets home is livid and she tells him like, yeah, I spent the night with him. Like we, yeah, we slept together. She's straight up with Jim. She just tells Jim it all. And he, this is kind of where you see a shift in him. He is stressed already with the IRS down his neck and you can see where he's like, this is the only thing that he can really control and has been able to control. She has a bright future. She's going to London, not with a fellowship. Like, you know, we need to make sure she gets there. She needs to stay on the track. Lloyd is just a distraction. We need to get rid of him. She kind of decides that things aren't going in the right direction with Lloyd. She wants to change things up. Now, Lloyd, on the other hand, is like head over heels in love with her, tells her, tells his friend Corey that um, he has written a letter to her saying that he loves her and that once again um, classic 80s yeah. it's it's the two girl friends of lloyd who yes. are chatting about like what does he do next oh maybe you should write a letter no no that's too much and he's like i already wrote one yeah and he hands it to them <laughs> and they read the letter and it's literally yeah, like swoon th- totally it's like three lines it is i know but they're I'll both like oh my god I've i never dreamt received- about <laughs> that i'm like okay <laughs> but like it's I mean, leave it to Lloyd Dobler to write this girl a letter after they have sex one time. Yeah. Like, very, very noble character we have in Lloyd. Yes, he is a, he is a lovable character. He really is, yes. And and you know what? Diane is too. Like, it's she's just between a rock and a hard place, I think, mm. with um, making her, her father happy and then trying to live her life outside of her academics. Well, and she's kind of finally living her life. Yeah. So I think she doesn't want to let go of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Lloyd picks her up. Lloyd picks Diane up after he's done teaching um, his kickboxing class. So we do know he does something in the summer. He teaches kickboxing. Um, and he tells her he tells Diane that he loves her and she says thank you classic <laughs> and then she says you know we th- they need some time apart and that she really needs to study and gives him a pen and says write me 
and, and they break up. And he's like, are we breaking up? And it's, yeah, that's that's the breakup in the movie. It is, yes. Oh, that was tough. I felt so bad for Lloyd. I know. So Lloyd calls his sister Constance from a payphone. And I say that because payphones aren't really around anymore. And tells her that, yeah, Diane broke up with him and that he, that he wants to cry. Not that he's cried because, like, that's too manly. He wants to cry. And asks how to get her back. Like such an angsty scene this was. Such an and and the next couple scenes are very angsty. Yes, they are. He he goes to this like what is it, a corner store where all the other guys yes. all all these random dudes are just there <laughs> bitching and complaining about ladies, one of which uh, Jeremy Piven, mm-hmm. who is in Entourage. Yep. It's it's another one of those, like, I find oftentimes in 80s movies, you get that random, like, oh my God, was that Tom Cruise right there? Like, that's so random. Those are actually John Cusack's best friends in real life, right? Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't so know they that. Actually fl- well, this is another quick fact. Um, but they flew them out for that scene specifically. So Other cool. than Jeremy Piven, like he was in, like, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're just complaining about ladies. And, and yes. he does make the comment, he's like, they're like, you just got to bang somebody else. And he's like, well, why are you guys just here? <laughs> yeah, by yourself. Not with ladies. And they're like, yeah, screw them, man. We, we, he drives around town with like uh, a Walkman recorder, yes. like talking. This I is had where one we of broke those. Up. Did you? Yes. Oof. Yeah, I know. I, I had the. Um, <laughs> I, it was purple. I had, but I had to share it with my sister. You know, the Home Alone one? No. Oh, there was one that was made <gasps> yes, famous by yes, Home Alone. Yes, sorry, I do know that one, yes. Everybody knows that Yeah, one. I know. I had that one, <laughs> but, but it was really my sister's. Oh, okay, yeah, no, mine was purple. And then and then he was calling Diane off yes. the hook. He, mm-hmm. he called her a whole bunch of times. Yes. There was one time we do get to see, though. Mm-hmm. Jim, her dad, and Diane are just hanging out. The voicemail comes on. He leaves a message. Once again, back to the whole angsty thing. He talks about the letter. He's like, I just, you know, I just like you to, to rip, rip up the it letter. Out. It hurts me to know that it exists. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Lloyd, you're really taking this hard. Oh but he's so endearing. Once again, like I'm poking fun at, at Lloyd. I think he's such an endearing character. Yes, you love, you love him. And he is a lovable character. He's like so I said. lovable. He's so sweet. He's so noble. He's also real. Like to go that overboard that i'd like to say i didn't but i probably did go through breakups as mm, hard as lloyd yeah i might not have called that many times but like eight times yeah i was definitely as melodramatic this is my eighth phone call and my last one <laughs> this is, sorry sorry he says this is my eighth and last phone call yeah thank you lloyd god so diane's father um goes to buy Diane's suitcases and his cards are declined. So we know that like I, the progression of the IRS investigation is going on throughout the movie. And then the iconic scene happens where Lloyd stands outside Diane's window with a boombox. It's my best scene. I figured. Oh, it's gotta be <laughs> Peter Gabriel in your eyes, which is the song that played while they were having sex the first time. Yes. So emotional value to the song. Yeah. Right. We have. Yeah. So here's what I was thinking about when I was thinking about this scene. I was thinking about the moments like we know it's coming. Mm-hmm. Think about all the classic movie rom-com moments that you wish you could see for the first time again. Like, yeah. I don't know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. I wish I could catch that Redo for the that. first time. Yeah, just wipe it out of my memory and rewatch that movie and be so <laughs> awesome. Because even watching it again for like the fifth or sixth time, he's outside with the boombox and I know it's coming and I'm still like, holy shit. It's very impactful. It. It's so impactful. Yeah. And I think it's so original too. Like he looks so stupid. <laughs> like holding the boombox over in his, his trench coat. Yes. In his trench yeah. coat. It's so striking. What only would have made it even better is if it was pouring rain. Oh my God. <laughs> Although he might get electrocuted so yeah 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 you can't even fire up a boombox out there but it is so so iconic even last episode we were talking about most most iconic like 80s rock songs Mm. in rom-coms and this one is probably number one or two just because of this scene you hear that song and you think of that scene or you see that scene and you think of that song right like Yeah. yeah diane has had enough she goes to the IRS's office and asks about her father's case. She wants them to come clean with her and tell her what is happening. They tell her that her father has been running a scheme where 
He runs phone billing and, and sorry, phony patients and phony billings. And once they die, he steals their money. At this retirement home At that he this manages. Re- yes. Yeah. And they've been investigating him for a total of five years and they have all the proof and everything that they need. And they do ask her a few questions about their home. You know, like, do you notice certain things that were bought in cash for a value around $9,000? That's where the ring yeah. comes in. Stuff like that. The ring, the... the uh, There's a the jukebox, jukebox that they have Lloyd references references earlier and then eventually when diane gets home she starts looking around the office Mm -hmm. you know pulling open drawers and there is like this weird cabinet thing that jim keeps like it's almost like a chest yeah she opens it up finds bands stacks of hundies (laughs) that's the money right there yeah that's proof that's the proof. He's so going away. So she knows that her dad, Jim, is lying. And then the next scene, she confronts him. I, like, I'm so conflicted over Jim. Because at the beginning of the film, I thought, this is a very mm. proud dad. He's very engaged in his daughter's curriculum. And her. he wants what's best for her. Yep. But then seeing him lie right to her face. Yes. Because she says, like, is it true? And he's like, absolutely not. Swear to God. I swear to God. Yeah. I found the money, Dad. His face immediately changes. I'm so sorry. Like, it's just, yeah, he's he's guilty. It's definitely like a massive moral dilemma, right? Because like he's doing it for her. And I don't know whether he, he says this to make it better for her. So he tells her, like, I treat these patients better than their own families do. Like, I, we des- like, I deserve that because I help feed them. I help, you know, all this. And then he says, that money is for you when you return from England to get started. Like, I don't know if he's saying that just to, like, if he's just continuing with the lie. I think he's continuing I, with the I lie. I agree. I just think it's to make himself feel better as to why he did that. It's to, yeah, it's to qualify and justify his actions. Because, like, he's still out here buying jukeboxes and yeah. rings, you know, like. And cars for her. Yeah, right? and got cars. A car. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, good catch. Mm-hmm. So Diane goes to see Lloyd at the kickboxing place and tells him, you know, she's sorry and that she needs him, that she's left home. Her dad's a liar. And, you know, that if if she hurt him, she'll die. And she, she loves him. And he says, do you need me or do you need someone? Such a good quote. And then he says, though, and I wish he didn't, he says, forget it. I don't care. No, like you should care. You should care. She does say, though, I do need you. So that kind of makes it all better. Jim, Diane's father, gets nine months in jail and has to pay $125,000 over and their home goes to the state. So it's a good thing she's going to England because (laughs) she has no home to come and live in. So they go, both Diane and Lloyd go to see him in jail and Diane doesn't get out of the car. So Lloyd goes to see Jim and he asks Lloyd if he's going to England with Diane and he tells Jim, you know, he's done a lot of thinking about it and he really needs to get his own stuff sorted out and, you know, maybe we can, they can wait for each other until she comes back and he says, yeah, that's a good idea because you're, you guys are really different. And then Lloyd tells him, no, 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 I'm going to England because I want to be with Diane. The way he framed it was like, yeah, I started thinking about blah, blah, blah. And I also started thinking about like (laughs) staying here and Jim's totally on board. And then he's like, but I decided I'm not going to do any of that. And he still doesn't (laughs) like Lloyd. Like you'd think by the end of the movie, like you've done your own wrongs, Jim. You're in jail, buddy. You might as well like the guy who's going to take care of your daughter. And Diane had written, she didn't want to go see him, but she wrote him a letter. Yes. And Lloyd hands Jim the letter. And apparently there are two versions of this Mm. letter that exist. She wrote the not as nice version. Right. And it really, it breaks Jim. And then eventually Diane does show up and it's, it's this weird goodbye. He hugs her, but it's still, I mean, her dad's in jail. He lied to her. Yeah. This is my best scene. Oh, really? When they're flying on the plane. I love the way it was done. I loved the way it was filmed with the ding. And so they're both Diane and Lloyd are on the airplane. And, and Lloyd says to Diane. All right. High level airline safety tips. If anything happens, it usually happens in the first five minutes of the flight, right? Okay. So when you hear that smoking sign go ding, you know everything's going to be okay. Good to know. All right, I'm just going to keep talking until that ding happens, which is going to be soon. Okay. 
And they, and just, they just sit there. They sit there looking at it. And it's kind of looking at the camera. So I kind of like that. The two of them together and then they pan closer. I just really like the way that was filmed. Yeah. And she's like, when's the ding going to happen? The ding's going to happen any minute. It's going to happen any, you know, yeah, it's going to happen any second. And then it dings and then it fades to black. I love it. I think we fade to black simultaneously. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's a great way to, it's, that's such an 80s thing. Like we're just going to sit in this like awkward moment. <laughs> yes. For like, and I love For that. like a minute. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the film. We just, we fade the black. There's a ding. And that is Say Anything, which was, I mean, such a satisfying watch. You understand why it's a cult classic. It could be released today and it would still be fantastic. Um, gosh, I think this one's, this one's pretty high up there for me. Quick facts. Producer James L. Brooks said the movie was inspired when Brooks saw a man walking with his daughter and wondered what would happen if, father, if the father committed a crime. This is the directorial debut of Cameron Crowe. Lawrence Cashton was originally set to direct the film. I gave her my heart and she gave me a pen was voted number 73 on the 100 greatest movie lines uh, by premiere in 2007. During the iconic scene of Lloyd holding the boombox over his head, the actual song being played during the filming was reportedly Turn the Other Way by Fishbone. In Your Eyes was added in post-production. Both actors in the famous scene were filmed separately. Cusack held the boombox in the middle of a park in North Hollywood across from a 7-Eleven. <laughs> I'm just picturing it. <laughs> Cameron Crowe originally scripted the iconic boombox, scene, uh, boombox song to as To Be a Lover by Billy Idol. So there's been a lot of um, debate about the songs that were played pre and post production. So that's kind of why there's three songs kind of kicking around. There. So he wanted Billy Idol. They played this other song, right. but then in post-production, in they're like, eyes. let's do Peter Gabriel instead. Mm-hmm. Were they just trying to figure out what would fit best with the scene and they didn't know until it was done? Yeah, I'm not sure. They actually sent the, the, the scene to Peter Gabriel. Oh, wow. To see if they could use the song in that scene Interesting. Yeah. Oh, so they didn't have licensing have a, for the song. They, I have right, a right. quick fact for it later on. Okay. It's very interesting. John Cusack's kickboxing scenes in the ring, including the one where his nose is broken, are done with Don Wilson, who is a real-life kickboxing champion. The dojo featured in this film was also used in the Karate Kid uh, movie from 1984. John Cusack put a scar on his right eyebrow for his character Lloyd. He says that the backstory is that someone threw a rock at Lloyd when he was a kid. Cameron Crowe commissioned the Smithereens to write the movie's theme song. They came up with A Girl Like You. Crowe thought the lyrics were too leading. They outlined the entire plot. So he rejected it in favor of Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes. A Girl Like You was included in their next album, Eleven, and in the movie Backdraft in 1991. The exchange between Lloyd and Jason about an album titled Hey Soul Classics is a reference to a TV commercial that aired frequently in the 1980s. Hey Love was a compilation of 1970s R&B songs that was sold on TV. A line from the commercial, No, my brother, you've got to buy your own, became a catchphrase at the time. On April 30th, 2019, this film had a 30th anniversary screening at the Tribeca Film Festival with Cameron Crowe, James L. Brooks, and Ione Skye in attendance. When the film ended, they were joined on a discussion panel by John Cusack uh, via Skype. He was originally going to be at the screening in person, but couldn't make it due to uh, working on the first season of Utopia in 2020. During the panel, Mr. Crowe revealed that before casting John Mahoney as James Court, Dick Van Dyke expressed interest in the role to the point where he met with Mr. Crowe and Mr. Brooks to discuss the screenplay. Cameron Crowe also stated that early on in the casting process for that part, the production sent the screenplay to Richard Dreyfus, who, after reading it, sent back a note to Cameron Crowe that reads as follows. Great script. Want to play Lloyd. (laughs) Christian Slater, Lauren Dean, who played Joe, Peter Berg and Todd Field auditioned for the role of Lloyd Dobler. Robert Downey Jr. also turned it down. Wow. Yeah. Kirk Cameron also was considered. Ioni Skye and Jennifer Connelly tied for the role of Diane Court, with it ultimately going to Ioni Skye. Elizabeth Shue was also considered for the role. Pamela Adlon auditioned for the role of DC before being cast as Rebecca. Julia Roberts was also considered for the role of DC. Christian Slater. Mm. I could see as Lloyd. Like, just like dorky but endearing sweet yeah i could see him doing it too but john cusack obviously nailed it the character of lloyd dobler was based on a neighbor director cameron crow knew named lowell who was into kickboxing and even called it the sport of the future which is what lloyd tells diane's father before their first date lloyd and diane's school appears to be based on the lakeside school a very prestigious private school in seattle in the movie the school is called lakewood 
and its mascot is a rooster, not a lion. In Lloyd's first phone conversation with Diane, John Cusack mentions that at his annual party, Lloyd dresses up as the lakeside rooster. (laughs) Producer James L. Brooks also produced The Simpsons. A Simpsons cartoon preceded the feature in theaters and on early VHS releases. This was sort of the beginning of a trend where Seattle was used as the backdrop for many films made in the 1980s and early 1990s, which of course coincided with the burgeoning Seattle rock music scene during that time period. Uh, Singles, 1982, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, 1992, and Sleepless in Seattle, 1993, were all popular movies filmed in and around the Seattle area. American rock band Say Anything is named in reference to this movie, with frontman Max Bemis stating that it was his favorite uh, growing up. John Cusack has appeared in other movies with his sister Joan, notably 16 Candles in 1984 and Gross Point Blank in 1997, though in the 16 Candles movie, they didn't appear in any scenes together. One of the two films released in 1989, whose official titles end in ellipses, the other is When Harry Met Sally. John Cusack turned Cameron Crowe onto The Replacements, whose lead singer, Paul Westerberg, was instrumental in the soundtrack for Crowe's next movie, Singles. Ione Skye has admitted on the film's audio commentary that there was definitely off-screen chemistry between her and John during filming, and that had they not been involved with other people at the time, they probably would have gone home together the day they shot the scene where Lloyd teaches Diane to drive stick shift. Wow. Director Cameron Crowe couldn't find the love song he wanted until he heard Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes. Gabriel asked to see that part of the movie, and Crowe had the production company send him an unfinished cut. Gabriel gave permission to use the song, saying that he liked the film, but not that the lead character overdosed in the end. Crow realized that Gabriel had actually been sent a copy of Wired from 1989. What? Oh my God. Lily Taylor's character, Corey, was based on an actual woman named Corey, who had an actual obsession with a guy named Joe. Throughout the DVD commentary, both Cameron and John kept returning to a phrase that summed up the philosophy of Lloyd Dobler and the movie as a whole, optimism as a revolutionary act. They made the dad guilty to be different from the movie Pretty in Pink. They actually wanted Rob Reiner to play the father, Diane's dad, but he wasn't acting at the time, and everyone kept asking why the father in this movie had to be guilty. The answer was without the father being guilty, the movie was basically Pretty in Pink. (laughs) Then John Mahoney came in and was really disarmingly charming and took the part because the character utterly fascinated him. He said, I've played killers, but I don't think I've ever played a character so remorselessly amoral like that. Mm. Cusack knew Lily Taylor before the film because Lily Taylor used to go out with Cusack's friend DV, who would later write High Fidelity and Gross Point Blank. There was going to be a Say Anything sitcom until Cameron Crowe put a stop to it. In 2014, Fox was going to make an adapted version of the movie into a single-camera TV sitcom that would take place 10 years after the movie's events, but they hadn't asked Cameron Crowe for his blessing. Once he found out about it, he tweeted his dismay and said, I have no involvement except in trying to stop it. It was ultimately cancelled, and um, Crowe has, however, said once that he has considered a sequel for the movie. Wow. In addition to being the character who threw the graduation party, Eric Stoltz was also the celebrity PA on the set. He literally fetched coffee for John Cusack because he wanted to experience all the facets of filmmaking. <laughs> That's hilarious. Among the extras in the movie are Barbara Streisand's son, who played the drunk guy that had to be driven home at the, from the party. Mike Cameron. Yeah. David Lee Roth's daughter, China Phillips who played Joe's girlfriend, and of course, Jeremy Piven, who Cusack calls Gerald, which um, I believe was Piven's nickname. Joan Cusack, plays Lloyd's sister in the movie, uh, came in and did the movie unbilled and uncredited. Before filming, uh, when John was developing the character, he wrote out a manifesto, which was several pages long. One of the items on the manifesto was the bought, sold, and processed line that ended up in the famous dinner table speech. That was almost my best scene. That was so odd. <laughs> I, I don't want to sell anything, bought or processed. I want to. I don't want to process was, anything, bought or sell. It was yeah. so random. <laughs> it was so close to being my favorite scene. <laughs> the scene after the breakup, where John Cusack is bummed out and talking to his friends up against the fence, including Piven. Those are John Cusack's real life friends, minus Lauren Dean. And because the studio wouldn't do it, Cameron Crowe and Cusack paid to fly them out uh, from Chicago for that specific scene. Wow. During the scene in which Kuzak was kickboxing before Diane confessed that she loved him, uh, John was completely hungover because he'd gotten trashed with Jeremy Piven the night before. <laughs> the last scene, which ends with a close-up of Lloyd and Diane, was an homage to The Graduate. 
After opening night, Cameron and John were hanging out at a bar and an excited woman came up to John and said, are you Lloyd? He responded, on my better days, yes. Cameron would later use that line in Almost Famous when someone approached Russell Hammond and asked, are you Russell Hammond? And he responded, on my better days, yes. Honorable mentions. For me, it's Joan Cusack playing John Cusack's sister in the film. I also just wanted to talk about, because she brings something to my mind of, can we do the ultimate list of top sibling actors of all time? Yeah. Why don't I give you the list, Mm -hmm. and maybe you can point out a top three for me or something like that. Okay, top three. All right. Starting with Owen Wilson, Mm -hmm. Luke Wilson. Okay. Fantastic. James Franco and Dave Franco also. Jake Gyllenhaal, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Okay. Dakota Fanning, Elle Fanning. Two people I did not freaking know are siblings, and I I don't think they're going to make your top three, but Brandy, the musician Brandy, was in that (laughs) show, Moesha. Okay. Her brother is Ray J. Rapper. Oh. Also famous for a video. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Are you sure you know what I'm talking about? No. Why don't... Okay, you're not. Okay. <laughs> it was the video that made Paris. Oh, oh, Kim oh, yes. Okay, I Kim thought Kardashian. that was it. Okay. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can just yeah, say yeah. it. Okay. Julia Roberts, Eric Roberts. Didn't know she had a brother. Eric Roberts is one of those names. You're like, who's that guy? And then you see the face and you're like, oh... It's the rich white dude in a lot of stuff. It's basically... I was going to say, I don't really know who he is. I didn't know she had a brother. He looks glitzy, you know? That's That's all I got. Uh, Tia Maori, Tamara Maori. Oh, yes, yeah. And their brother, Taj Maori. Mm -hmm. Mark Wahlberg and Donnie Wahlberg. Oh. Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth. Yep. Hilary Duff, Haley Duff. Mm -hmm. Miley Cyrus, Noah Cyrus. And, and the last two I'm going to put on this list, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and her brother, Evan Ross. Okay. I like Tracy. Tracy's amazing. She's blackish. fantastic. She's so good. I love her. Uh, give me a top three. Who you got? Okay. Top three. Um, Owen and Luke. Yes. Jake and Maggie. Yeah. And the Hemsworth brothers. Wow. Mm-hmm. Leaving off. You know what? Actually, I'm going through the list, Sarah. You probably picked who I'd pick too. Yeah, good good job. All right. We don't often agree on this podcast, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to agree with you right here. Those would be my three as well. Yeah. Pretty. And I mean, I'm sure we're missing a ton. I can like think of a few more. Off oh, top yeah. Head. I just went through quickly kind of the, the headline names yeah. that are pretty famous. Jesse and Journey Smollett were also like in the ether of who I'd throw in there. Your honorable mention. Okay. My honorable mention is Corey. Okay, and, and the yeah. sixty-five songs about Joe. I kind of wanted to hear more. Do we like? I know we're not at what should have been's yet, but do we think Corey ended up starting some punk rock band in the nineties? Definitely, like kind of like No Doubt style. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm. I definitely think that that was the vibe that she was heading towards. Um, but like, I find I wanted to know more about. Well, this goes into my what should have been's. Never mind. Why don't we do that now? What should have been? Yeah. My what should have been, like, I think I wanted to know, one, you say that Lloyd had a good um, character development, and I think he did, but I wanted to know more of his backstory. Like, you kind of get his parents are off, um, but it starts at graduation. Like, you really don't get, I don't know, I just wanted a little bit of a deeper dive, I think, into the characters. See, I I thought we got a lot of, like, random little, like, we did into kickboxing, he, what's that thing he does? Okay, what are the things? He has a sister and a nephew. Yeah. His parents gr- are in the army. Yeah. He kickboxes. He hangs out with Diane. He doesn't like old people. He can drive stick shift. He can drive Those stick shift. Those are the six things that I know about him. He is the key master at parties. Sure. He can play a little bit of guitar. It's like he he's loved by all, but like known by few, you know? Oh, wow, Sarah. Like, How poetic. My what should have been. You ready? Mm-hmm. This film should be the reason that you watch everything in your life with the captions on. Oh, yeah. I love captions. Sarah, okay, so I'm convinced that every single couple in the entire world, there's one person (laughs) who's obsessed with having captions on everything, and there's the other person who's like, why the F do we need captions? Like, we're the same language. If if it's a foreign (laughs) language film, sure, but like, why do we need, uh, that's how I feel. Right. With that said, I flick on this film. Caption's already on. I don't change it right away. Mm -hmm. We open with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, we do. 
And I I would not have even noticed. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I only sky dated them, one of them. Seriously? Yep. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. What a what a I fact. I can't remember which one, but yes, she did. So and and if, you know what? Maybe I don't need captions. I just want like musical soundtrack. Mm, like yeah. tell me the song that's playing. I like how Amazon Prime does that. They'll give you a whole list of all the songs played. And they'll the also give you if depending on where you pause it, it'll tell you what actors are yeah. in that scene. Yes. I also like that too. Because sometimes you'll be at a random spot and you'll be like who the shit is that? And you pause it and it's like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Got you, it. You, like most, you know, lots of people could have used it in like the Princess Bride when Billy Crystal's the the, the oh guy with tons God. of makeup, right? Like you don't right? really know that that's Billy Crystal. Yeah. And now overall rewatchability. So I have chemistry, a perfect five out of five. I got storyline, 4.6 out of five. Thirst factor, a 3.8 out of 5. Don't worry, because Imagination is a 4.8 out of 5. The soundtrack, I have it up in front of me here. We have Cheap Trick, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Peter Gabriel, Depeche Mode. Sarah was talking about Fishbone and the replacements. They're in here too. Living Color, Nancy Wilson. Soundtrack's a 5 out of 5. I'd give it a 6 if I could. And Cheese is a 4.8 out of 5 for an overall score from Devin of 4.67 out of five this is an extremely good film it is very good all right my mine is as follows chemistry five storyline 4.5 thirst factor 3.5 imagination 4.5 soundtrack five cheese four for an overall score of 4.2 sorry no 4.42 oh four okay that's that feels better yes this is this is a cult classic for a great reason it is unbelievable love say anything and this has been the podcast. I don't say anything. If you want to reach out about anything you heard on Instagram, you can do that at Romcom Rewind. We also got TikTok. Join the RCR fam. Just tell us how you feel about anything. Thanks for listening.